That's what we want to talk about, love. And we're talking about a love that would go to Calvary. And, and a lot of you, uh, you know, at one time, I thought that when I was saying that I loved somebody, that I was lying. But I found out I wasn't. Because there's more, there's four different kinds of love. I just went down into the one. There's one called Eros. You want to start with that? <laughs> yeah. And so this is a different type of, of love. You all probably already know it because I know you uh, looked it up in, in, in the Hebrew and, and the Greek and the Hebrew and look at the dictionaries. You already know this, but just give me a break. I'm just trying to help you out a little bit or bring back to your remembrance all the things that you've been taught. But just kind of bear with me That's because right. some of us really don't know the real definitions and the definition, definitions uh, of love. First one. The four types of love are from the Greek. The first is agape, eros, storge, philia. Right. Eros, or erotic love or desire. And so, so I was telling some folks I love them, but I thought, I used to think I was lying, Brother DJ, but I wasn't. Because it was eros. Eros love. You understand what I'm talking about? Come on here. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Don't get in here and try to get all that way. You may be that way now, but you've been that way before. Come on. All right. Eros is the sum of life-preserving instincts mm -hmm. that are manifested as impulses to gratify basic needs. Basic needs. Impulses as to protect and preserve body and mind. Been there, done that. Only the people who say been there, done that have been there, done that. Been there, done that. All right, here's the other one. Storge is the familial love, natural or instinctual affection, such as a love of a parent towards their children or vice versa. Now that's pretty good, all right? Then we have philia, denoting fondness or abnormal love for a specified thing. Friendly feeling, friendship or affection. It's like Philadelphia. Lastly, agape. Now this is the one that you can't do until you get saved. You gotta be saved. This is the type of love that we're supposed to have with one another. And this is why this country's went crazy, because they don't have this one. This is the love that's missing in homes. And if it's missing in homes, it'll be missing in schools, huh? on jobs. That's right. This one here's the one that's missing. This is what we're called to. Go ahead, please. Agape love is the love of God for man and man and of man for God. A universal, unconditional love that transcends and persists regardless of circumstances. Um, there's no big eyes, little you, no little use, big eyes. No matter what the circumstance another person's at, we love them. One of the things that gets people hung up is love and like are two different things. Right. There'll be people you can love that you don't like. That's right. Right? That's right. You understand? But it's universal. It's colorblind. That's right. Are y'all with me? It, 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 it has a love that's, that's beyond anything that the mind can comprehend on its own. It takes a Holy Spirit, being baptized by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you how to love the unlikable people. That's right. All right? Agape love is always seeking the best for others. You see, it's always seeking the best for others. Now, I'm going to tell you all something. An unconditional love, uh, no matter what the circumstance, uh, there was a young lady uh, that uh, was in our neighborhood that I was trying to hit on back in the day, all right? And she said, I can't stand him. 
you see, and 53 years later, Agape comes in and we're still together. Are you feeling where I'm coming from? Thank God for the Holy Ghost, huh? That's a true story. Keep going. Agape love is unselfish love. It's a giving aid, generosity, and helpfulness toward the needy or suffering. No matter what the condition your condition is in, that's when you get up here and you say, to death do us part, that's right. for rich or poor, in, in health and in sickness, mm -hmm. this one sticks. Yeah. This one sticks. So next time, you younger people, and somebody say you love, you love them, they love you, ask them which one. You see, and, but you better know all four of them so you know which one is real. That's right. You see, but you won't know they're real unless you know how to do it yourself. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? Because a person that has that type of love in their heart can identify what these others ain't. That's right. Are you with me? And so it takes a special type of love. God has a special type of love for us. You see, because many of us, well, let's, I'll help you out so you don't lie. All of us were unsaved at one time, right? And you know it loved, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Who should ever believe him should not perish, but have everlasting life. None of, that's a love that's so deep that I can't even comprehend it. God so loved the world that he gave. The type of love, agape, is a love that is willing to give and to make the sacrifice so that other people can have everlasting life. We can say it on a small terms. We would have that type of love. There's a type of love that when you, let's use marriage. When you get married, you have this type of love here. You will do everything you can to make each other's life fulfilled with happiness and joy and all of the things that keeps a, a marriage healthy. That's right. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Am I doing all right? And so, and so I wanted to make sure that we got this right today because it is a lack of love in homes. If there's a lack of love in the homes, there's going to be a lack of love in the churches, the communities, the schools. So what we're missing now is love, and we've got to get it back, people. That's right. Satan has stole it from us, and we've got cut up with these other three, but we need this fourth one here. And we're going to do it in three different uh, uh, Bibles. Voice. I think I'm in my voice, right? Right, voice? Well, let's read this first. Okay, where we at? Agape is the highest yes. form of love. Yes. Charity. Well, don't even know my own notes here. Agape is the highest form of love. It's bold. Charity. Highest Charity. Form. It's the highest form of love. How high can your love go? It can go all the way if you've got agape. That's right. If it ain't agape and it's one of some of these, it's that one up front. You see, it ain't going to last long. That's right. If you want an everlasting love, it's got to be agape, because agape is the highest form of love. It's charity. It gives. That's right. You see, when you have that kind of love, you're excited about giving of yourself. That's right. And if both parties are excited about giving of themselves, then you have this kind of love. That's right. All right? Are y'all with me? We want, this is what we want in Christ Temple North. But we cannot have it in Christ's temple nor unless we have it in the homes. And you can't have it in the homes unless you have it in the individuals. You see? That's right. And just like God gave his highest form of love in the, in the expression of his son, the voice says in John 3.16, for God expressed his love for the world in this way. He expressed it. Love, the agape, is a love that will express itself in some kind of way. It is an action. 
You see, uh, you love me? Yes, well, what, what, were you, what are you doing for me? That's right. What can I, I love you, what can I do for you? That's right, sure. The type of love, I love this congregation. If I love this congregation, then I'm praying consistently, God touch my mind, my soul, my body, and my spirit, that when I speak that I can give the people in this congregation something that would help them fulfill their life and have a better Christian walk. You see, you don't want somebody that is, now y'all don't know this, you know, some, there are some pastors in the pulpit that don't love the congregation, but they love the title. That's right. That's right. That's right. Some of them, they look like they didn't know that, huh? That's right. This is news to you? All right. It says, he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him will not face everlasting destruction. He gave his son so Johnny Fields would not face destruction. And when he gave that kind of love to Sister Gwen, she expressed that kind of love to me because I was headed for destruction. That's right. Are you understanding? There's a lot of people, a lot of good people out there that need you to express a love for them to help them to find their way. He's not coming out the sky. That's what we're here for. That's right. Right. Isn't that right? That's what a disciple is here. It's called discipleship. That's what it's here for. And just think, if Sister Gwen didn't have agape, that kind of love, I would have went into destruction. I wouldn't have been here. That's right. That's right. She introduced me to Christ. And I've told you all, many times I've said it, if I was married to her for 10 years and she acted like me, I'd have divorced. That's right. But God gave her, come on here, God gave her something inside of her, save him. He doesn't know me, but he can find me through you. And when he finds me, yes, 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 yes. And when he finds me through you, I'm going to use him to help other people, to find other people, and to minister to other people. You see? All right. He says, but we'll have everlasting life. And have everlasting life. You know, one thing that I'm not afraid of, there's a lot of things I'm afraid of, but one thing I'm not afraid of is dying. That's right. Because you can't die. Amen. Because I know Jesus. That's right. I know him. And I accepted him as my personal Lord and Savior. And I've repented of my sins. So guess what? It's, it'll be a transition because of what God's love done for me and God's love done for mankind and God's love was so powerful he would take a daughter his daughter and let her go through some years of hell so that other people he would get saved and they can walk together in the kingdom of heaven one day and smile at some of the people they helped found their way that's right. Are you understanding me? Because there's some people in here right now. You're ready to quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Ask God to pour in your heart something. That's right. Because you could be wrong. You don't know sometimes who you're standing next to. You understand it? We look at, we look at I love looking at stories of people who would have never got... President Obama would have never been President Obama if there hadn't been some people he could stand on their shoulders. That's right. That's right. Because he wasn't supposed to be there in my lifetime, right? But what gets you there? 
Somebody loved and took time to get him where he needed to get. You see, right now, it's not right now, somebody sacrificed, a parent is sacrificing finance and maybe moving someplace to get a child to go through college. The child's gonna go through college and get their, their doctor's degree in medication and is gonna come up with the answer for cancer. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. All right? The Passion says it this way. For here's the way God loved the world. Now this is the way God loved the world. He gave his only son. Only. Only. And that's tough. And some of you have lost a child in here. You know, it's tough losing a child. But to give your child for some no good folk. Well. That takes some real love there. You see? Are you with me? But he did it. He gave his only child. Okay? His only unique son as a gift. And he gave it as a gift. You can do nothing, nothing to earn eternal life. God done it for you through right. Jesus Christ. All right? So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. We can't perish, but we'll experience everlasting life. This is temporary, folks. But guess what? You believe in him? Amen. You won't perish. You will you have everlasting life. That's right. Thank God for that. Amen. Because of the act of love from our Heavenly Father. Let's talk about it. God saved, he gave his only begotten son. That meant he was a father. That's right. Didn't that mean he was a father? That meant the father cared so much for us, the world, because it says the world, not the body of Christ yet. It hadn't been the body of Christ yet. It was the world. He cared so much for the world that he was given to give the greatest gift that he could give his son That's right. for us. That's the kind of love. And you can't love him back. You can't praise him for that. You're not grateful for that. You see, because every, <laughs> hate to tell you all this in here, okay? You're only temporary. That's right. But if you love him and you put him in your heart, you're eternal. Amen. You see? All right. Now we're going to read Romans 5, verse 5, from the voice, the passion, and the message. Are you with me? Yes. Say, I'm with you, Pastor. I'm with you. All right, here we go. The voice says, and hope will never fail to satisfy our deepest need because the Holy Spirit that was given to us has flooded our hearts with God's love. I'm good. Sometimes people ask me, sometimes they say, how are you feeling? I say, I'm good. And they wonder, well, how can you be good? And you did it, I'm good. You see, uh, you know, what it, you know what my future is? What your future is? Your kingdom, huh? Eternal life. How can you not be good? You know, everything is temporary, you see. So say, I'm good. You saved? You good. That's right. You're going to go through some trials and some tribulations, yeah. <laughs> but you're good That's right. because I'm going to inherit eternal life. Yeah. That's good stuff. Amen. That's good stuff because God, what? He flooded our hearts with God's love. Sometimes you know what you need to pray for? You need to ask God, God, flood my heart with love. That's right. You see? Now, see, now, you know what, people, listen to me very carefully. Why some of you are working too hard? You're trying to like somebody. He didn't tell you to do that. He said, love them. That's right. Because if God liked us, 
he wouldn't have had to send his son to die for us, right? right? So we could change and be baptized by the Holy Spirit and be born again. You understand? You see, there's probably some folks in here that don't like Pastor Fields, but they love him. (laughs) Probably goes two ways, but anyway. (laughs) All right. The Passion says it this way. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy. This is not a disappointing fantasy. God's love, the love God has, will never disappoint you. Ever. All right? Because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading. Endless love. You know, some of y'all used to dance to that song, Endless Love. And when the music stopped, the love stopped. That's right. Right. You stop dancing, y'all. Come on here, y'all. Remember that Lionel Richie, I think, was in his, in his love, right? Right? Yeah, and you was dancing, and everything was good. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know where I'm coming from. That's right. But you can dance with the endless love that God gives you, because the music never stops playing. That's right. That's right. With your heart's right. Are you with me? Because it is endless. And I thank God that his love is in us. Even though I'm saved and baptized with the Holy Spirit and I'm going to inherit eternal life, sometimes I get off track. And he still loves me, snatches me back, and puts me back into the fold. That's endless love. That's right. All right? Again, because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And because I can do this now, because the Holy Spirit lives in me, and if the Holy Spirit is truly in you, you have love. That's right. You have true love. And if you really love, the Holy Spirit will teach you to love one another. That's right. Come on, households in here. There shouldn't be any chaos, backbiting, undermining, lying, loud talking, bullying in any household that has the love of God in it. That's right. And if you have that in your household, you need to get together and ask God to pour his love into your heart. Amen? Amen. All right. And the message says it this way. Quite the contrary. We can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives. You don't have enough containers in your house to hold the love that God has for you. His love is that great. You need it. All of you looking at me, let me tell you, there'll be a day when there will be nothing but you. Right. And the only person that's going to go down that operating room would be you when they roll you down there, right? That's right. I think most, one of the most terrifying things, they were talking about fears yesterday, one of the most terrifying things was the first time that I had to have an operation and everything was good because, you know, I was in there, the little they prepped room and all this and, and talking and Gwen was just being just loving and kind to me and, and was doing everything she could, got me down and everything was good. And then they came in and said, well, Mr. Fields, you may kiss her goodbye. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Yes. And then they rolled me down there by myself. Her love was there, but they couldn't go with me. But it had to be the love of God to go with me. Are y'all with me? You got to have that. You understand? And I promise you, if you haven't lived it, keep living, you one day will understand it. You'll hear Pastor Phil's voice, and you'll say, Pastor tried to tell me that on Easter. That's right. Here I am, dealing with that. Thank God, somebody will say, thank God that I didn't forget 
because now I need God's love to go down here with me. All right. Again, this love pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, and sometimes we need to, sometimes you need to pray before you talk to someone in your home. We're talking families here. Ask the Holy Spirit to pour love and pour love in your heart. Because you're going to have situations and circumstances going to come up in any kind of marriage or any kind of family. That's just life. You see, but you got to say, you're on your way home and still going to act up and act a fool and get loud and do all this stuff. You stop the car, put off the side of the road, or go someplace and say, Lord, pour your love into my heart. Amen. Because right now, I, don't, I may be the only one that ever does this. Not right now, I'm leaning to my own understanding. And I know your word says, lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Right. So I pull over and I say, Lord, that's what your word says. And I, I'm leaning to my own understanding. I need that to be wiped out. Yes. And I want you to direct me. Come on. And I want you to pour love into my heart yes. so I can deal with this situation or this circumstance. Amen. All right? Now turn to 1 John chapter 4. I'm going to read 7 through 21 from the NIV. We may go that far. We may not, you know, because sometimes I don't like to overfeed because I don't want you to get indigestion. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because, yeah, you know, you'll be doing this. But the Chiefs are not playing. So we got time, right? That's right. We'll see how much far we go. And I like it starts out with dear friends, and that's what I'm starting out with today. Dear friends. Let us love one another. Oh, it says, let, dear friends, let us love one another. For and love? In, unconditional. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let us love one another. Mm -hmm. You see, how many families get together at night or sometimes and just talk about the love that they need to have for one another? Mm. You see? It's something when a child has to say, and I've said it, and some of you all said it, looking for love and all Places. Looking for love in the... Too many faces. Y'all know the song, huh? <laughs> Let me do this one, see if you know this one. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Okay. I don't know if you know the songs. I'll make sure you know Jesus' love, too. Here we go. Here we go. Again, let us love one another, let for us love. love comes from God. Love comes from God. You cannot be a child of God, and you can't do it unless you're saved. Because love comes from God. We talk about the type of love that we read up there, agape. All right? Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. If you know God, you ought to know love. All right? Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. If, that's very simple. You see, people write and tell me, I know the Lord. Do you, well, you ain't acting like he. That's right. You ain't talking like him. Because you would have a love language. That's right. You see? Verse 9, it says, this is how God showed his love among us. Hmm. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. I was dead and didn't know it. I think our brother talked about that. That's right. We was walking around and talking about it. We was like, no, we're dead. Because only the love of God can make you alive. That's right. Do you understand what I'm talking about? All right. Verse 10 says, this is love, not that we loved God, hmm. but that he loved us and At sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. I didn't even know him. Right. I didn't know anything about him. 
and he was working behind the scenes to get me on this stage. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? You see, when that young man spoke on Good Friday, that's what he's trying to tell him. He didn't know him. He didn't know who he was. And all the time, he was working behind the scenes, putting his life and putting his life together so he could stand on this. You see? You understand what I'm saying? All right. And here he says again, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. God loved us. We also need to love one another. You cannot be a Christian saved and born again and not have love in your heart. If you don't, you need to check yourself. If somebody tells you, I love you, you might want to say how. That's right. Amen. Here's how to do it. You have, especially if you're going on a date, you can really clean it up first, but you might want to make sure, if you're a lady, make sure you got your meal first and then sit down and tell it. And then that person says, I love you. I think I love you. Say, and you asked him how. Here's how to do it. Say, you want me to tell you how to do it? Would you die for me? Mm. That's right. <laughs> well. You say, don't talk all that love talk to me. We, we, we may want to dislike each other for a minute. Because when we stand down this aisle, this death do us part. That's right. Ain't it? Amen. Did God love us so much he was willing to give his son and the son loved the father so much he was willing to obey the father unto death and gave his life. You see, I'm going to help the parent kids out. Here's what I tell parents, young couples, and I hate it when folks say that. They have their kids say, well, you need to do this for the kid, but I got to have a life. You get married and have kids, you have no life. That's right. If you want a life, don't get married and don't have kids. Right. <laughs> Amen. Right. Because if, if you get married, all right, you're responsible for your spouse. Come on here. That's right. And you're going to be responsible for them little ones when they come along. That's right. You need to hear. And that, that's, I'm just telling you what's real. You see? Guys, I'll help you out. Maybe I'm wrong. When I said Mary, because some of the guys kind of, uh. the man is the head of the house. We love that, don't we? Don't finish it. Like Christ is the head of the church. That's Whoa. Right. And right. gave his life for it. Now we're backing out. That's right. All right. So y'all should say amen like the women, and I won't have to say those things to you. All right, here we go. Amen. Verse 12, it says, no one has ever seen God. Mm-hmm. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete That's right. in so, us. Sometimes the only love some people will ever see is the love of God in you. That's right. And the love of God in you should be like a magnet. It should draw them to the love of there. It's a sad thing. I used to say it, and I had to quit saying it when the Holy Spirit told, spoke to me. I don't want to be anybody's role model. That's what I was saying. Yeah. When you become a Christian, you are a role model. That's right. Now, Charles Barkley, remember, he's the one that started that. He told folks, I ain't, didn't he not say that? Everybody got on him. He was right. Because he was a basketball player. They thought, well, you should be a role model. He said, no, I don't, 
you don't want me to be a role model. You want your kids acting like me. But I'm saved. And being born again, that automatically makes me a role model. All right, y'all like that? You see, we're not girls and guys anymore. We're ladies and gentlemen. Okay. It hurts me as much as it hurts you because I had to study it. All right. right. Verse 13 says, This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. Whose spirit you got? The big S. You see? My lovely wife tells me sometimes when I'm acting up, said, Man, you need to get in the spirit. I say, I'm in the spirit. She said, No, the big one. Right. I'm like, really? That's right. And then I have to get in the big one. That's right. That's a tough job sometimes. Amen. Thank you. Yes, All right. Are y'all learning something? Yes. You see, because there's some people sitting in here. A lot of times when we go someplace, we think we hear God's put us here for a certain reason. Mm-hmm. We need to hear what the pastor's got to say, because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you. You need to be these people, and one of these days you're going to need somebody like that. That's right. All right? It says in verse 14, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. He's the, and the world. The world. That's us. He sent us to save me. That's right. Thank God. Thank God. And if that ain't love, that's what he just got through saying. There ain't no stars in the sky. And the ocean is dry. And the little birds can't fly. That's love. That's right. All right? It says, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And you've got to do that. You've got you to do that whole thing. And that's why praise time when the Isaacs come up for prayer. Some people need to come up here and say, no, I need to get saved. You can go get some Pepto-Bismol for your stomach, but you need to get saved. That's right. Take an aspirin for your headache, but you need to get saved. You know, no, I'm serious. Sometimes some folk need to come up and say, I need to be saved. And I've been hard on that in the last few weeks, haven't I? We got to get saved. That's right. Right? And so we know and rely on the love of God that has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. That's, that's why you can call yourself a God man, God woman, because he lives in you. Amen. It's just his house. Yeah. That's right. Amen. God lives in you. Yeah. yeah, and what lives in comes out. That's right. You see? Verse 17 says, this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. (laughs) In this world, we are like Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's going to end, but it's all right. We like Jesus. We'll be sitting up in that throne just like Jesus. That's right. All right. Yes. And when you feel that, you feel good about it. Some folks can't live a good life because they're too afraid of leaving here. But us that understand leaving here is a better life than here, we kicking it. That's right. 
Amen. We enjoying our life. Amen. You see, because sometimes I'm living so good, I'm saying, man, it's going to be better than this. <laughs> I ain't no hurry, but I'm just saying. That's you know, right. That's right, <laughs> Pastor. You, are you with me? 18 says, there is no fear in love. There's no what? It bothers me when folks is afraid of everything. Mm. Perfect love casts away all fears. That's right. Now, we ain't talking about some of the stuff that they were talking about in the counseling session. That's a different thing. I'm talking about fear of death, fear of sickness, fear of stuff, real stuff that you can't change. You understand what I'm saying? There's no fear in love. You know why? Because whatever you go through, you'll be able to go through. That's right. Right. You see? Makes sense? All right. The Bible says, but perfect love drives out fear. Perfect love drives out fear. I love life. Life is good. Even on my worst days, I love life. Life is good. You see? And you know what love does for me sometimes? Love has me to knock on the door of wisdom. Come on. And wisdom helps me to get away from fears. That's what they've done here Saturday. Love, they love the church and they love what counselor says. So they came here and love knocked on the door of knowledge. The Bible says my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Well, my people have fear for the lack of knowledge. We knocked on that door of knowledge and counselor helped us with knowledge. And so that's what, what? It educates us about fear, and then we go back with the knowledge we got, found out that we were afraid of this, and we knock on the door of wisdom, and it tells us what to do, and now we have no more fears. That's right. That's how it works. That's right. That's how it works. All right. The Bible says, because fear has to do with punishment. Yeah. The one who fears is not made perfect That's in right. love. You're talking about perfect. God ain't going to punish. God has never punished anybody in here. You done that yourself. That's right. You see, I've had people come to me and say, well, you know, the Lord must be trying to show me something. No, you showed yourself something. That's right. That you was in the wrong place, period. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And my favorite thing is the old folks who say, and I got it from my mama. I don't say it, but God won't put anything on you that you can't handle. No, you put that thing on you that you can't handle. God did not put you in it. And if you had the love of God, you'd have waited and you wouldn't have put him or her, it or that or whatever it was in your life that's causing you to suffer because God doesn't do that. That's right. You think, can I say this? I was going to say it anyway. How, in the, how many people are children of God in here really love the Lord? Amen. How many single people in here really love the Lord and, and, and just really love the Lord and they believe they're a child of God? then you will never marry somebody. God will never put anybody that will abuse you That's right. or use you. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? He will never put anybody in your life to hurt you. Ever. You see? But it's, it's hard waiting. Because, boy, some, if you'd have put somebody in my life who was as crazy as me, we'd have both probably been in jail. Right. That's right. You fixed it. And everybody's looking at Gwen. You better don't be looking at Gwen. You better look at that person sitting beside you and she's going to be a Gwen. Come on. Yeah. 
And then she got the guy, once he got changed, she loves that guy. Takes care of her. And he's very grateful. And he never forgets where him and her brought me to. That's right. That's right. Ever grateful. Ever grateful. All right, one more scripture where I'm at. But 19 Ooh. says, we love because he first loved us. He loved me way before I loved him. How could you love me, God? He loved me in spite of, not because of. That's right. I know that's right. 20? Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister. This is where we go, and he ain't talking about them kin folks. He's talking about the people in the body of Christ. <laughs> yeah, you can love them others. Because see, people get caught up. They think love means I got to invite my sister to dinner who's a hanging. No. I'm going to love her at her address or his aunt, uncle's address. You see, right? Now, love ain't weak. Jesus loved Peter, didn't he? And didn't Peter tell Jesus, no, you're not going to do this, this, and that? What did Jesus say? Satan, me. get, he called him Satan, get behind me. Right. Because he was out of order in his life. He loved him, but he was out of order. And Jesus looked at him in his face and said, no, you Satan, get behind me. That's right. You see, loved him, but you're out of line. You see, you got some folks, you love them, but they get out of line. You better do it at that address, not 6009 North Mercyton. That's right. Are y'all with me? Because wait a minute, hold it on, because women, y'all the worst at it. Being abused, come on here. Being abused by some abuse, they don't whip beat these people and abuse these people because we work with a group and these people say, well, but when he's not doing it, he loves me. No, if he loved you, he'd never do that. Right? right? And that's verbally too. Because sometimes that hurts worse than the physical. That's right. All right. Again, the Bible says that if you love God but hate a brother or sister, he says you're a liar. Whoa. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Pretty simple. Here we go. Last, last one. And he's given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. You got to do it. Yes. You, can love you can love folks. You getting it? You can love folks, but you don't allow their behavior to infect your life. Come on. Right? That's right. That's right. Uh, we love some folks in this church. We have a loving church, right? Amen. But when that COVID came, we, we put these masks on. Folks got shots. They'd done everything else because they didn't want the people they love who were to infect them, right? That's right. So you can love people. And some of you need to hear me. You can love folks, but that don't mean you need to put them in your life. That's right. Never forget that. Isn't God good? Yeah. Huh?